Pronunciation Pro. Hello again. In this episode, we are going to talk about gaining greater respect through clear English communication. Now, often when you don't feel like your communication skills are good enough or equal to those around you, you may start feeling invisible or undervalued or disrespected. You may have had experiences where because of the way you speak English, you were passed up on or your voice wasn't heard or you weren't paid attention to like you feel like you should have. Or you might have had a situation where you were very directly disrespected because of the way that you spoke English. Now, I really want my students to feel valued. I want you to feel elevated from your current situation. Wherever you are now, we want to push you forward and upward in how you see yourself, how others view you, and I see who you are and who you can become, and I want you to help you remove that language barrier so that you can really shine as your true self. That's really what I'm trying to do here in this podcast, in my online training program, in all the work that I do with my students. There's a light in you. There is a work for you to do in this world. And if your communication skills in English are keeping you back in any way from that, either through your direct communication skills, your pronunciation, um, your confidence in speaking up, I want to help you with that, okay? So let's talk about respect. Now, we all as human beings want to belong. We want to be part of the group. We want to be part of the whole. Um, we want to belong to someone or something. And this is a very innate feeling and need for all of us. Feeling respected or valued really fills this need of belonging. Okay, so let's talk about those concepts of respect and value. So respect, the definition of that is it's a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something that's brought on by their abilities, qualities, or achievements. So a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something that is brought on or elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievements. Okay, so we want to be respected. We want to be admired by others, by our abilities, our qualities, and our achievements. Now let's talk about value, our value. So value, the definition is the worth in goods, services, or money of an object or person. So your value as a person, you want others to value who you are as a person. You want that respect from others and for others to see that you have great value. So how do we accomplish that? How do we gain that respect or have others value us the way that we want to be valued. I'll give you kind of two ways. First, you have to respect and value yourself, okay? Before you can even expect others to respect and value you, 
you have to have that respect and value for yourself, okay? Do you know and feel your true value? If not, you might need to start with that relationship with yourself. Now, I have a very strong belief that everyone has infinite value and worth, that you are priceless, that your value is set no matter how you view yourself or others view yourself, your value or your worth is already set and it's already infinite. Your value is set and infinite and so is everyone else in the world. I like this belief because it helps me really view myself and others as equals and it helps me respect and value myself and it helps me respect and value others. Now, do you feel like you respect and value yourself and are equal in respect and value to native English speakers? Or do you put yourself below them in your value? I want you to really think about that because the way that you show up in conversation, if you don't value yourself as much as a native speaker, you're probably going to put yourself below them and therefore you're going to kind of show up in that energy with that other person as less than. And I want to encourage you to really kind of shift and think about that concept of how do you value yourself? Do you value yourself the same as those native speakers that you're speaking to? Do you feel like you are just as valuable as them and deserve just as much respect as them? And if so, treat yourself with that kind of respect and value. I was given this visual a number of years ago where someone held up a hundred dollar bill okay a hundred dollar bill and it was crisp and clean and beautiful and perfect and they asked what's the value of this hundred dollar bill and of course it's one hundred dollars right and then they took it and they crumpled it up and they smashed it on the floor and they stomped on it and covered it with dirt and they kind of spit on it a little bit. And then they held up the $100 bill and said, now how much is it worth? And of course the answer is $100. The worth didn't change just because it happened to be a little battered or bruised or look a little different than the rest. The value and the worth of that $100 bill was still $100, okay? I like that visual because when we can view ourselves as a hundred dollar bill or a million or whatever it is and recognize that our worth is set no matter what happens, what we do, what our communication skills are, our worth is set. And when you can feel that, then you're coming from a place of wholeness. And I want you to come from that place of wholeness because the next step will be much easier. Now, this is a matter of connecting with your inner self, with your God or your universe or Allah, you know, whatever it is that is going to help you kind of connect with that self-worth, I highly recommend taking that journey. Now, I have a poem. It's a very old poem, actually, and it comes from more of a religious standpoint, so more of a Christian-based context but the poet's name is Myra Brooks Welch and it was written quite a number of years ago so the language in this poem is a little bit older English 
So I think it will be a good challenge for those of you who are at more advanced level in their English to kind of follow along with this poem. And those of you who may not be as at higher level, you might want to look this poem up, maybe study it a little bit. But I think you'll follow along just fine. There may be a few vocabulary words that are new to you in this. But the poem is called The Touch of the Master's Hand. So I'm going to read this poem and we'll talk about the message of it. "'Twas battered and scarred, and the auctioneer thought it scarcely worth his while to waste much time on the old violin that held it up with a smile. "'What am I bidden, good folks?' he cried. "'Who'll start the bidding for me? "'A dollar, a dollar, then two, only two? two dollars, and who'll make it three? Three dollars once, three dollars twice, going for three, but no. From the room far back, a gray-haired man came forward and picked up the bow. Then wiping the dust from the old violin and straightening the loose strings, he played a melody pure and sweet as caroling angels sings. The music ceased and the auctioneer with a voice that was quiet and low said, who am I bid for the old violin? And he held it up with the bow. A thousand dollars and who'll make it two? Two thousand and who'll make it three? Three thousand once, three thousand twice and going and gone, said he. The people cheered, but some of them cried. We do not quite understand what changed its worth. Swift came the reply, the touch of a master's hand. And many a man with life out of tune and battered and scarred with sin is auctioned cheap to the thoughtless crowd, much like an old violin. A mess of pottage, a glass of wine, a game, and he travels on. He is going once and going twice. He's going and almost gone. But the master comes and the foolish crowd never can quite understand the worth of a soul and the change that's wrought by the touch of the master's hand. Now I really love that poem because of the message that it shares that our value is great. And sometimes we may not feel like our value is as great as it really truly is because we may lack in some skill or we may lack in certain ways but the truth is is that your value is infinite and that as you come to understand that true value and recognize it and truly believe it then you're coming again from a place of wholeness and the next steps of building skill and building that respect from others will be so much easier. Now another book that I recommend along this journey is something that helped me quite a bit. It's called Braving the Wilderness by Brene Brown. And she talks a lot about learning how to belong to ourselves and not relying so heavily on the view of other people, but when you truly respect and love yourself, you understand that value that you have what freedom that brings for you. And she has a quote from Maya Angelou that says, you're only free when you realize you belong no place. You belong every place, no place at all. 
the price is high, the reward is great. So that's a great book if you want to kind of dive deeper into really understanding your true value and worth and how you can belong to yourself before you start kind of going external in that feeling of belonging. Now coming back to our topic of gaining greater respect through clear English communication, let's talk about the second step. Now first was respecting and valuing yourself. And number two, now let's match your inner self with your outer packaging. (laughs) This is how I'm kind of going to explain it, is more of outer packaging. And what I mean by outer packaging is the way that you present yourself to the world. How are others viewing you? Because they can't see your internal value. They can't see that internal worth that you feel, but they do see the external, okay? So let's have the packaging match your inner self, that inner value. Now it makes me think of the way that I wrap Christmas gifts when we celebrate Christmas or birthdays or whatever. The way I wrap gifts is very elementary or basic. I'm not amazing at wrapping gifts. It's not something that I've worked on or pay much attention to. But I remember going over to my cousin's house around Christmas time and she was wrapping her kids' presents and she took a really great care of the way that it was wrapped. So she had this amazing um, wrapping paper and string and bows and it just looked amazing. So as I'm looking at those gifts, you know, the value of those gifts really increased in my mind. The value of what was inside increased because the packaging was so beautifully done. It makes me think then, how are we packaging ourselves? Our value can kind of increase in the eyes of others in the way that we present ourselves. Now there are two major ways I want to talk about today about the way that you present yourself to others. One is the way you dress in your appearance and the other is the way that you speak. Now the way you dress and the way you speak are the first things people are going to notice. Now there's a famous quote by Will Rogers who was a famous actor and public speaker here in the United States. And he said, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. So first impressions are the first thing people notice about you, okay? If we're working on building or gaining greater respect from others, we want to make a good first impression, okay? Now saying this, we cannot control the way others view us. We do not have control over that. However, we can influence it greatly. And so again, we're going to talk about dress and appearance and then the way that we speak. Now, first in talking about the dress and appearance, it makes me think of a video that I saw about an experiment that this group was doing. And they took a middle-aged man and they dressed him up in some business clothes. So he was dressed very nice. He had a briefcase. You know, he looked very professional. And they had him walk across the crosswalk. And then in the middle of the crosswalk, they had him kind of trip and fall and have some of his papers kind of scatter along the street. 
And what they found was that people were immediately quick to respond. They jumped in, they helped him gather up his things, they helped him up, made sure he was okay. And then he went on his way. Now they took the same man and they kind of dressed him in more raggedy clothes that hadn't been washed in a little while and had holes in them and ragged shoes and he just kind of had a, a plastic bag full of some things that he was holding. And then they went to that same intersection and they had him walk across the street and then trip and fall. And the response from others was more of avoiding him. So not very many people came to help. They somewhat avoided him and he had to gather up his belongings on his own and go on his way. Really interesting experiment. And what that tells us, and although it's sad to me to kind of think of that, that our response wouldn't be the same, or that people's responses wouldn't be the same. And I'd hope that you and I would show greater respect for that homeless person and jump in in and help him in the same way we would a business person. But it does tell us a lot about our society and how our appearance makes a difference. So really being able to dress to the occasion, dress in a more professional way. If you want to be viewed and seen, and respect it as more of a professional, then you need to present that way, okay? So your body language, the way you dress, their body language, you know, standing tall, smiling, having a firm handshake, having your hair done, smelling good, having good eye contact. These are very important ways that we present ourselves with a more professional view. Okay, it really does make a good first impression. Now there's a TED Talk by Amy Cuddy that is titled, Your Body Language May Shape Who You Are. And I really love this TED Talk. You can go to TED.com, T-E-D.com, and search up that video. I'll try and put it in the show notes of this podcast episode. She talks about how our body language influences our behavior. So instead of thinking, when I feel confident, my body language will show that, what she's suggesting is that you start with confident body language and it will kind of train your brain to feel more confident. Okay, so when you train your body to stand tall, to smile, to look people in the eye, it gives your brain that feeling of like, oh, okay, I'm here, I'm confident, I feel value for myself, and then the feeling of confidence or the feeling of value comes next, okay? So I encourage you to kind of practice that. Have your body language really match that inner self, that inner respect that you have for yourself, and see how that influences how you interact, how you communicate with others. Okay, so that dress and appearance, very important for a good first impression. Make sure that it reflects the kind of person you want to be. Okay, reflects that kind of person that you are wanting to become. Now, the second part of this is gaining respect through the way that we speak or the way that you speak. Okay, 
Are you clear? Are you articulate? Are you professional and fluent? Now, everybody has a different level of what that exactly means for them, but it doesn't require perfection in English to gain that respect, to gain that level of confidence from other people that you can communicate clearly and fluently. There's kind of a barrier, there's a threshold of language skill that needs to be reached. And then beyond that, great, you can keep improving, keep growing, but up until you get to that language threshold, if communication, the way that you're saying things, the way you're pronouncing things, maybe your grammatical structure, if it isn't quite to that threshold, then you are going to have problems in your communication. There is going to be a lower level of respect from your listener for the most part. And so working on getting to that threshold is very, very important. Now there's a quote by Abraham Lincoln that says, give me six hours to chop down a tree and I will spend the first four hours sharpening the ax. So let me explain that a little bit. So give me six hours to chop down a tree. So the task being I need to chop down the tree with this ax. I'm gonna spend the first four hours sharpening the ax. So there's two different ways to go about cutting down this tree. We can take a dull ax and we can chop and chop and chop and chop for six hours straight and accomplish the goal. It's going to be a lot more work. It's gonna take a lot more energy. It's gonna be more frustrating. Or you can take the time to sharpen the ax to make it nice and sharp and really spend that time sharpening and then you can go accomplish the task. So how does this relate to improving your communication skills? Well, improving your communication skills, improving your English, your pronunciation, your fluency, your intonation, the rhythm, maybe your grammar, it does take time and it takes practice. It takes deliberate practice. Okay, you do have to step back and you have to say, okay, my communication skills are important enough for my future to take the time now to improve them. All right, time will pass, your life will pass, time will go by whether you work on your communication skills or not. So one, five, 10 years down the road, I want you to really look how do you view yourself at that time? Do you want your communication skills in English to be better? Do you want to be more refined and polished in your communication skills? If so, then now is the time to be working on them and to be improving them. Now, I was just speaking with a student of mine, Shajil, and he was telling me that he went through my Pronunciation Pro course a number of years ago, and he worked on the pronunciation, he worked on fluency, he really worked to improve his speaking skills through my program. And then he's had a successful career in the marketing industry, and now he's come back and said, okay, I wanna take my communication skills to the next level. And so we talked through what that would look like, what his specific needs were, and he is now taking his skills to the next level by getting a one-on-one -on -one trainer through Pronunciation Pro, through our company here. Because 
what he did is he took care of kind of that lower level pronunciation and fluency. He worked on a lot of those skills earlier on, and now he is at a higher level and can now tackle some of the higher level skills of delivery and fluency. And there are still some pronunciation things that he'll need to keep refining, and we'll keep working with him through that. But I love seeing that where it's like, okay, where you are now, I want you to really look at where you are now, the communication skills that you have right now, are they going to get you to where you want to be in your career? Or do you need to step back and improve those communication skills in order to achieve what you want in the future? Now it might be pronunciation, it might be grammar, it might be just improving your clarity or your delivery of the way that you're speaking or presenting to others. No matter what area of communication skills it is, it's good to assess and it's good to really see where you are now and really take a look in the future and say, what skills do I need to learn now to be able to accomplish what I need to in the future? And again, this won't just happen on its own. It needs deliberate, focused practice. So if you really need that help and that guidance in your communication skills and building that, we'd love to help you here at Pronunciation Pro. Now again, kind of talking to that piece of respect, you know, respecting yourself because you have worked on and improved your pronunciation skills. It's the way that you're presenting to others and that clarity and that professional communication that is between you. That all is going to contribute to the respect that you feel for yourself and the respect you feel from others. Now I just have to mention, you know, communication is more than just correct grammar and pronunciation. Communication really is a reflection of who you are and where your heart is. Now, when I was growing up, my mom would tell me, do what you can to look and feel your best. So as I'm getting ready in the morning, you know, I'm doing my hair, I'm getting dressed, I'm doing all the things to kind of help me feel presentable. He says, do what you can to look and feel your best. Then once you walk out the door, forget yourself and focus on helping others. And I love that advice from my mom because it is so important to do your work, do what you can to feel that respect for yourself, to present yourself in your dress and in your speech in the best way that you can. And then as you interact with others, forget about yourself. Focus on them. Focus on listening attentively. I love the quote from Stephen R. Covey who says, seek first to understand then to be understood. If you want to be respected by others, you must respect them. You must see their true value. If you have infinite value, so does everyone else. Okay? Treat people with the respect and value that you want to be treated. I truly believe that the most important communication skill is in the way that you view yourself and the way that you view others because when you can view yourself and others with a deep love and a respect that's going to create a communication environment that is positive and uplifting for you and for everyone around you 
I hope this episode has been helpful and that you will do the work to gain that respect for yourself and become the person that will gain that respect from others. All right. Good luck and let me know if you need my help in any way. You can find me at pronunciationpro.com. Thank you. Your voice is important and needs to be heard. If you're ready to speak English clearly and with greater confidence, I invite you to join me at pronunciationpro.com. Pronunciation Pro.